This is I Hear Things for Friday, December 10th, 2021. Why would people listen to podcasts on the tube? Well, we've been reporting for months now that Spotify is the platform that the plurality of listeners say is their top choice for listening to podcasts. I mean, even Spotify themselves quoted that data back in October, so it's out there. In our podcast consumer tracker research, we look at over 8,000 respondents every single quarter. We're also constantly in the field with private research studies. These things all kind of line up and corroborate each other. I don't talk about things here unless I'm awfully sure about them. Well, here's something else I'm awfully sure about. When you change the question you ask from what do you listen to most or what platform do you use the most, and you change that to what platforms do you ever use, the answers shift a bit, and I find that change very interesting. The biggest mover when you make that shift is YouTube. Sure, Spotify and Apple show up in that equation, don't get me wrong, but YouTube surges as a response when you relax the filter from listen to most often to ever listen. Now, our podcast consumer tracker clients see this in their dashboards every day. It's not a shock to them. It's been going on for quarter after quarter. But it's still the stat that I hear the most disagreement about. Hosting providers deny it because they don't measure it. They don't see those numbers. It doesn't show up in download trackers. And some people in the business deny it because eh, they don't want it to be true, right? But if you have shows on YouTube, if you have podcasts that are also on YouTube, you do count their metrics. You just count them as views or impressions. But if a listener listens to their favorite podcast on YouTube, well, they're counting it as a podcast, regardless of the fact that it doesn't fit in the right box. The listener's never wrong. But still, YouTube ranks higher as a platform that is ever used than it does as the platform most often used. And this is the quirk of the data that interests me, often but not always. When you ask a group of respondents a series of questions about what are the things you ever do, and then of those, what do you do most often, the numbers might change. But the rank order of things generally doesn't change that much. I won't say it never or rarely changes, but it usually doesn't. And when it does, well, it's interesting. So let's theorize about what, what might be going on here. First of all, Spotify and Apple are the two top most popular podcast listening platforms when you ask people what they listen to most. And that makes a lot of sense. Both are built as listening first platforms. You don't question these rankings. YouTube, though, as I said, shows up much stronger as something people ever use. It's not the one they use the most. It's not necessarily built as a podcast app, but it gets used a lot. So what else would it get used for? Why would so many people who otherwise use Spotify or Apple or Pocket Casts or Overcast or any other made-to-measure podcast app, why would they ever use YouTube? I bet you already know the answer to this. It's the easy button for finding a quick piece of content right now that satiates your immediate entertainment needs. You're going to find something right now that captivates you. It might even recommend the next thing that captivates you. You might even be there for four hours before you know it. It's built for that. It's built for discovery. It's built to grab you in the moment and to keep you there with one video after another. It's not purpose-built to subscribe to a podcast, but it is built for you to find one. What I would suggest is that Maybe it makes sense to just dump your podcast in YouTube and, and maybe it doesn't. 
It would be better if there were a video element that definitely helps. But the fact that most people listen to audio-only podcasts doesn't mean that consumption of podcasts on video platforms doesn't happen. It happens a lot. But I want you to think about the things that you are interested in, the things you're personally interested in, and maybe the things that your podcast is about, your particular passions. Now imagine watching two videos in a row on YouTube that are about that thing you are passionate about, about the thing perhaps that you podcast about. What aspects or elements of your show would naturally slot in between those two things? If you were to think about your show as a thing that YouTube would recommend in between those two other pieces of content, what are the aspects or elements of your show that would make that transition easy, that metadata would line up? Well, make that thing. You can link that thing to your full podcast for people who want more or want something audio forward for when they're in that mood. That thing may not be your podcast. It's a different thing. But what that thing is, tailored to the medium of YouTube, is limited only by your imagination. What that thing could be is the best free ad for your podcast that you could create. And let me say this. I'm passionate about audio. I've been working in audio for 25 years, and I will continue to view podcasting as a premier audio medium. But anytime I hear people grouse about podcasting's discovery problem, I think about this. I read an article on Vice this week, and I'll link to it in the show notes, about the battle between Pandora and Spotify. And this article came out last March, uh, but I had somehow avoided it until now. But I tackled it this week. Uh, and the final paragraph of this story basically awarded this quote-unquote battle between Spotify and Pandora. It awarded it to Spotify, and I'll read you the last paragraph. Depending on which music listener you ask, Pandora is a fond memory of digital music coming into its own, or its radio service may still be a vital part of their passive listening experience. Attention-wise, however, Pandora is being left behind as Spotify and Apple Music push faster and faster into on-demand streaming, sucking all the oxygen out of the room, unquote. What I found curious about this article was its reduction of the battle between Pandora and Spotify, which continue to be two very viable and popular services, as emblematic of a shift from linear pre-programmed radio to on-demand music. Well, the truth is, both models are alive and well. If it is a battle, then we're only in the first inning. Okay, I mixed my metaphors there. But the truth is, most people who listen to on-demand music services also listen to linear pre-programmed radio. It's a false choice. Sometimes you want to hear the new Mastodon on repeat. Sometimes you want to sit back and have someone pick the tunes for you. And I point to our most recent share of ear data. This is for Q3 2021, uh, and I will link to it in the show notes. And what you're going to see is a big donut chart with a bunch of percentages by uh, audio sources, and that those percentages represent the amount of time in our total audio diet that Americans listen to each of those sources. Now, at the top right of that chart, 18% of our listening time is spent on streaming audio, and that's where Spotify and Pandora live, the pure play streaming services they do get out there. Uh, can't really share the brand-specific data. That's for subscribers. I, I'm sorry about that, but it isn't my point. 18% goes between Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, all of the streaming audio services. But if you look at the left side of that donut, 
38% of our audio time is spent listening to linear pre-programmed radio, not on-demand stuff, but something somebody made for you that you sit back and listen to. And by the way, you can also throw in 8% that's on the bottom right of that chart for Sirius XM. The main satellite music channels of Sirius XM are also linear pre-programmed radio services. And there's a 4% in there for TV music channels, like Music Choice and the things that are kind of at the end of your cable package. Those are also not on demand. You get my point. Letting other people program our music isn't going out of style. I don't think there's a battle between linear audio services and on-demand audio services, and I never have. We use them for different things. Similarly, subscription isn't going to replace ad-supported, and ad-supported is not going to replace subscription. This isn't how humans work. No one model of audio is going to get 100% of our attention. Sometimes we lean forward, sometimes we lean back. I mean, I'm a massive user of on-demand music services. I subscribe to all of them. As I'm writing this, however, I'm listening to Yacht Rock Deep Cuts on Sirius XM because I'm trying to write and I want someone to choose my Kenny Loggins album cuts for me. But my Pandora Boards of Canada station is unbeatable. My Spotify wrapped playlist is, well, it's immaculate. The battle, such as it is, it hasn't even really hit the car yet. So beware false choices. A couple of other notes here uh, at the end of the show. Pacific Content, uh, great producer of branded content, branded podcasts uh, up in the Canadian Pacific Northwest. Their annual predictions piece is out, part one of it anyway, and it's literally the only prediction piece I ever contribute to. Uh, I, I just love Pacific Content, Steve Pratt. He twisted my arm to do it years ago. And I don't normally do these. I'm not a predictor. I'm very focused on being a reliable narrator of the present day, which is not as common as you might think. But this piece is always great. I uh, was happy to contribute to it, and I will link to part one of it in the show notes. Last bit of industry news here. This week, Podcast Movement announced that Edison Research, my company, is bringing Infinite Dial 2022 live on stage to Podcast Movement Evolutions in Los Angeles this coming March. I've been really excited to do a live event for Infinite Dial. We almost did one. We started to do it in March of 2020. Apparently, we started a pandemic. Correlation may not equal causation, but as Edward Tufte once said, it's a pretty good clue. Anyway, I would love to see as many of you there as can make it. I will be uh, on stage. It's going to be the premiere of what is really our flagship audio study for 2022. Lots in there about podcasting. Uh, streaming audio, and all the things that I talk about here. Uh, and I'll be there to present the data and to take your questions. So, uh, And I'll, I'll link to the podcast movement announcement in the show notes, but definitely put that one on your calendar. So to wrap up, I, I also want to thank all of the subscribers to my newsletter, I Hear Things, the written version of this, who attended the Pitchable podcast webinar that I did with my wife, Tamsin, this week. We'll definitely be doing another one in the near future. Lots of interest, uh, the people that couldn't make it. But it was fun doing uh, what uh, Catherine O'Brien on Twitter called a velvet rope presentation for subscribers only. That was kind of cool. One thing that we shared with the people who attended was uh, what my wife Tamsin would call the red thread of my podcast and the newsletter and how I use it to differentiate this show and make it meaningful to you. In my next podcast, I'll share a little bit more about the skeletal structure of this show and the ethos that informs it. That'll be the last uh, show of the year for me. But one thing I can tell you, 
this podcast and the accompanying newsletter are always going to be designed as a resource for those who want to master their craft. And I hope I've helped this year. I'll try harder next year. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, you can find I Hear Things at uh, TomWebsterMedia.com. No, that's not where it is. It's at TomWebster.media. I'm not even going to edit that. That will really make the point. It's at TomWebster.media. I hope you'll subscribe. Uh, do check out that. Uh, you can support the show by buying a coffee, link in the show notes, or just by showing up and listening next time. I appreciate you. I'm grateful for anything, any support that you give, most of all for being here. I'm Tom Webster. This has been I Hear Things for Friday, December 10th, 2021, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.